The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, so I was reading through the readings for this Sunday, the theme that emerged, which I don't think I've ever preached on before, is shame. You know, we can talk about shame, and uh, it's kind of a collective cultural prejudice about Catholics and shame. When people talk about Catholic guilt, they're actually talking about shame. Which is this reality, like the difference between guilt and shame. Guilt is when I can acknowledge that I've done something wrong. Shame is when I believe that I am wrong. Or maybe it's better put Guilt is what we experience after we do something bad. Shame is the belief that I am bad. It's more of a belief we have about ourselves or a way we relate to ourselves. Another way of putting it, either through the lens of some great Catholic philosophers or through the lens of psychology is that shame is the difference between my inner and outer world. It's the difference between the way that people see me and the way that I see myself. And so when our Lord says to the 12, fear no one, nothing is concealed that will not be revealed. What I say to you in darkness, speak in the light. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, 
Be afraid of one, the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. And shame is that reality that leads us to fear those who can kill the body but cannot kill, kill the soul. We become more concerned with the way people perceive us than with the way that our Lord perceives us. In Genesis 2 after Genesis 2 and 3 after original sin, Adam and his wife begin to hide from each other. They begin to cover themselves. Before the fall, there was this complete transparency between them. Genesis 2 says, 2.25, they were both naked yet not ashamed. Which speaks about more than their bodily nakedness. It speaks about their ability to be in relationship in a transparent way. To say, you're allowed to know everything about me and I know that it's going to be okay. You're allowed to know everything about me and I know it's going to be okay. If you knew everything that was in my heart as it's expressed through my body, I know that you'll always love me. I have no fear of you in the way that you encounter me in this position of vulnerability and transparency and love. And then immediately after this rupture with God, they cover themselves. They realize that they were both naked or they realize that they can be hurt by another person. And when we realize we can be hurt by another person, we start to hide ourselves and cover ourselves to distract people from what's really going on in our hearts. And that tendency to hide ourselves or to cover ourselves, it extends to the Lord. Because we see in Genesis chapter 3 how Adam is hiding in the garden. He's not willing to speak the truth. He starts to keep secrets even from God. The Lord goes to look for him and He says, where were you? And Adam says, I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. He doesn't say, I ate the fruit that you told me not to eat from, and I'm feeling really worried that you're going to smite me out of existence, so I'm hiding from you. Instead, he says, I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. And this plays a great role in our own spiritual lives. in the way that we present ourselves in community, the way that we present ourselves to the Lord. Because one of the fruits of shame is facade. When we try to present ourselves as better than we actually are, or we're trying to convince everyone how good we are, how holy we are,
when we try to hide the fact that we're really hurt or lonely. When we go before the Lord and we're very pious in the way that we present ourselves and the prayers that we pray, but we're not really sharing with the Lord the things that most deeply touch our hearts. When we don't allow our Lord to see our sinfulness, our selfishness. And that kind of shame is always an obstacle to growth in the spiritual life or growth in holiness. The first stages in the spiritual life are to grow in self-knowledge and to present ourselves before the Lord as sinners in need of his mercy, in need of his love, because it's his mercy that transforms our hearts. It's mercy that leads to conversion. John Paul II says, conversion is the fruit of the rediscovery of this Father who is rich in mercy. One of the slogans used in addiction recovery groups is, you're only as sick as your secrets. And so how many secrets do we keep from others or from our Lord? And those secrets can be big secrets, they can be small secrets, right? Sometimes it's a secret how much TV I watch. It's just my own like thing. What'd you do on your day off? Uh, I watched TV. I didn't tell people. I was kind of depressed, so I watched TV for seven hours. Right? It's like a secret. Or it can be a secret that, you know, we eat a bunch of cookie dough before we go to bed at night. Or it can be a secret that we're really sad right now because we just had a death in the family, but we're afraid that people won't respond to us in an adequate way. There are lots of kinds of secrets that we can keep and we try to cover them up and we try to smooth things over because we're afraid of those who can kill the body but cannot kill the soul. You know, so many, as I travel around the country and I talk to different people who struggle with addictions, they describe the Bible studies that they're in in their parishes and how, you know, they went to this parish Bible study and they were talking with other men about, you know, different problems in society and different addictive patterns that people are falling into and they're thinking in their hearts like, okay, maybe this is the place where I'm going to be able to tell everybody what's been going on with me and I'm going to be received with love in this community and I'm going to start to get better. And the first person who shares says, well, thank God we're all here and we don't have these problems. And it's like hope, despair, shame, hiding. 
going back to keeping things a secret. You know, our Lord, after talking about, don't be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, he goes immediately into reflecting on how much God loves you. Immediately afterwards, even all the hairs of your head are counted. Don't be afraid. You're worth more than many sparrows. Our Lord loves you even in your sinfulness. Our Lord loves your secrets. If you're willing to bring them to him, to bring them into the light, he will always respond in love. There's no reason to be afraid. We don't have to spend so much time and energy protecting the parts of ourselves that we don't like very much, we can bring them to the Lord and allow him into our lives and allow his mercy to transform our hearts. Because he is trustworthy. That's what our Lord gave his life on the cross for. Our Lord gave his life on the cross to heal the part of ourself that we keep secret from him. Our Lord gave his life on the cross out of love for sinners. And so he is much more passionate about the parts of ourselves that we want to keep hidden from the world and hidden from him. And I don't think he's very interested in our facade. And his love breaks through our facade. Going back to Genesis 3, the Lord says to Adam immediately, so, that means you ate the fruit that I told you not to eat. In other words, I'm going to speak into the secret that you're hiding from me so that you'll know that I still love you. And immediately the Lord provides clothing for them. And the Lord promises a redeemer. In other words, I know you've messed up and you didn't follow my commandments. And I realize you're afraid of me now. But I want you to know that I love you and I'm going to sort it out for you. We're going to get through this together. And there's no reason to hide from me. And through the redemption we receive in Christ, we can learn to live and love as Christ lived and loved in a way that's completely open to the Father and completely open and transparent with others. In a way that gives glory to God and all of the things that he's done for us. Our Lord's final exhortation is to not be afraid of acknowledging him before others. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father, but whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. 
And it's often fear of rejection that keeps us from sharing our faith life with others. It can be fear of not being tolerant or a fear of presenting a different idea, fear of conflict that keeps us from proclaiming the gospel. I've been blessed with many friendships with people from other faith denominations, people who are Mormons, people who are atheists. And the beauty of our friendship is that we're not afraid of sharing with the other person what we really believe. Not in a way that says, you should believe what I believe, but just, this is who I am. And I've given my life to our Lord so that I can belong entirely to our Lord. And that's where my joy comes from. Where does your joy come from? And then there can be this beautiful dialogue that happens. But it's only possible if we know who we are in Christ. If we're not afraid of him, if we're not hiding from him, and we truly allow him to transform those parts of our hearts. If we allow his love to break through our shame. If we let ourselves live in the light. And it doesn't mean that we're supposed to be completely transparent and open with everybody because it's just not safe. But we do need to be that way with some people. We need some people in our lives who are allowed to know everything about us, to break through our loneliness break through our selfishness, our isolation. To begin to live the kind of communion, the kind of community life that our Lord has called us to. And so today let us pray for the courage to step into the light, most especially in our own spiritual lives, to stop hiding whatever it is we're hiding from our Lord to reveal to him whatever secrets that we keep in our hearts and allow him to begin to transform everything that needs transformation and that we may reveal his love, his grace, his mercy, his life to each person that we encounter in our families, in our workplaces, most especially in our parish, family, and community.